jeez. <laughs> so. So. Mm-hmm. I suppose you're not going to introduce yourself, Michael. <laughs> no, I can't, can well, I? you picked the film. I did pick the film. Princess Mononoke. I, print, I picked Princess Mononoke, which is a film I've seen many times mm. before. It's one of my favourite films. I really, really loved this film when I was a teenager, and I, I love it about as much now. Um, I really love it, and I really loved it this time as well, and I would love to oh. hear what you guys thought of it. Is that why it. you picked it? Why did you pick it? I, I picked it because it's, it's just so wonderful and beautiful. We haven't had an animated film for a while, and if I was going to pick one animated film that I thought people should see, it would probably be mm. this one. Um, it's it's got just a well, yeah. It's a it's a great film in short, um, and I thought it's quite different from other films, uh, even films that are a bit like it. Uh, nothing is quite like this, uh, and so yeah, I thought I'd share it. I'd love to to hear a discussion of it as well. There are some there are some points on it that I've never been clear on. Ooh. There's some, some little elements of story that, that have always seemed a bit ambiguous to me. And so I thought it'd be good to discuss. Excellent. When <laughs> have you, you say, ever seen it? Oh, when you say that you like it about as much, do you mean you like it slightly more or slightly less? I Slightly more in some ways, slightly less in other ways. There are elements mm. of it that I appreciate more than I used to. Um, but there's other. There are some flaws that have become more apparent uh, as I've got a bit older. Hmm. Um, I think overall, I probably like it more than I ever did. That's like me with the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> yes, you still loved it, but with a very different yes. point of view. <laughs> yes, you thought it was like a an incredible yes. epic when you were a kid. Yeah, mm. and now it's a campy fun <laughs> sort of. Gay drama. Campy action adventure. Gay <laughs> drama. <laughs> exactly. Um, Laura, have you ever seen this yes, film I before? I think we've watched it together. Have we? have we? I don't know. Either that or... I think so. I it's brought possible. the DVD over. Possibly. Oh, I could believe that. Oh, so you've seen I've it a few times. I've seen it times. many times, and I also love it. It's yeah. just... It's got everything, doesn't it? It's amazing. Yep. Okay, right. So I think we... Perhaps we're on the My same goodness. page. <laughs> this is going to be a boring one. As, As always. we always are. <laughs> Literally every time. Um, Fernando, you mm-hmm. must have seen this before. This is the second time that I'm seeing this film and yep. also the second time that I'm watching it under your recommendations. So the first time that I saw oh. it, it was because you said, this is a good film, you should oh, watch no it. Way. So I did. And then this time you picked it, so I was like, "Okay, I'll watch it again." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and whenever you tell me to watch it again, I will watch it again. <laughs> oh, great! You're not fed up with it yet. That tells no, you something. I, I, yeah, I really like it. Well, in fact, I like Good it film. even better now. Okay, growing on you even. Mm-hmm, yes. Wonderful. So that I guess means Claire, you're the only person who has never seen this film, or at least has never seen it all the way through. Yeah, I'd say I had seen parts of it. I remembered absolutely none of it. Right. Um, so I might as well have not seen it. So and I assume this was the first time. What do you think? Yeah. I enjoyed it. Good. I did not expect to because my my memory of 
seeing little bits of it sometime in the past was that I hadn't enjoyed it and therefore yep. I've never gone back and watched it. But I I really enjoyed it. Oh, lovely. <laughs> oh great. Which was a big surprise to me. A nice pleasant surprise. Oh, four out of four. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, well that'll do. Meeting <laughs> over. <laughs> and I think it's probably the first anime that I've properly enjoyed. I see. Mm. I don't normally go for anime just because the the weird overreactions and stuff yeah. bother me. But I just, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Wonderful. Yeah, you didn't get a lot out of The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, did you? No, I, I liked parts of it, but yeah, it was quite... It had the weird breathing heavy and the weird <laughs> yeah. screaming and stuff like that, which I just... I find it very jarring. I find it difficult to, to get into a film if it's just so obviously fake. Yeah. Um, but there was something about this that was mm. just really nice. Awesome. Well, so how do we how do we start then? How do we my delve God. into this? Can I start? I have nothing about the film itself, just about my relationship with the film, which is that I also watched mm. it as a teenager mm. because they made us watch it in RE. Wow, in RE. Religious education, yes. Um, just as a kind of, they didn't Shinto. make us watch it, but we, our RE teacher put it on every single class, every week, and each time we would say we were at the exact same spot and he'd forgotten. So I've seen a segment of it about <laughs> five times. Which is, uh, the <laughs> I really remembered really clearly was the forest spirit getting his head cut off. That was always in the pit that we put it back to. or it ended Oh, up um, and yeah, but yeah. so we never actually got all the way through it because I think he eventually cottoned on to what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that sounds like one of these things where, like, the teacher and the students—they <laughs> kind none of them want to do any work. <laughs> it's maybe convenient for him to forget yes. that you haven't seen this bit yet. Oh, uh, do you know what? Should we just have another period where we just watch watch some cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's no reason for us to be watching that in RE. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to justify. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I watched it properly as a late teen and thought it was excellent. Yeah. Um, and then awesome. I think I watched it with you and that's all I've seen. Yeah. Okay. And now again. Yes. Cool. Uh, so maybe that gives us some kind of in then. what What is the story to be taken from this film about religion religion like did did, because you say you were watching it in re was there some discussion of like this is what this tells us about something god i have no idea honestly i can't remember Mm. a thing about re at all (laughs) (laughs) while i was watching the film i felt it was very religious in a lot of ways it was all about Mm. spiritualism and belief Mm. Um, yeah Maybe religion in the sense of, you know, like monotheism or anything. It it wasn't really about that, but it was a belief in a greater power. Um, yeah. In the same way all religion is. Um, and it was about Jesus, obviously. And it was about Jesus. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> so get to we'll that. We'll get into that, yeah. I've actually got some notes about that. <laughs> <Do you? laughs> yeah, we, we will definitely get to that. Um, yeah, so it's about, it's all about gods, isn't it? Mm. 
Um, huge amount of this is about gods, and I I think this, as with a number of of um, films by this director, what's this director called? Miyazaki. Miyazaki. A number of Miyazaki films uh, have a lot of Shinto influence in them. I think that came through a lot. The, this idea of everything having a spirit mm. associated with it, and also of having a spirit of the entire category of things. Um, so the whole forest had these. It's I, I think that the little guys just that they sort of represented all the different kinds of life in the forest, but also there was the forest spirit itself. Um, I, I think that's all. They're pretty, pretty closely identified with Shinto beliefs. Mm. Okay. Uh, though I'm, I'm not an expert on that. Yeah, I don't know very much about Shinto. Hmm. No, I maybe we learned a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we did. I certainly squandered all my time in Japan, but I might have learned about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. so not a raid? <laughs> no, there was there was no Shinto raid. <laughs> Wow, what <laughs> we'll come back to that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so d- did we did we enjoy that that kind of theming around nature and and yeah, the spirits of nature and everything? Was that a, a good way to introduce the film? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Um, I think it pulled me in as well because I'm just such a sucker for fantasy and giant wolves and boars mm. and things. <laughs> but then the mystical element of the gods and the spirits just so wah, absorbing. Mm. But on a deeper level, I'm not sure. Maybe I just enjoyed the big fluffy wolf. <laughs> That's good as well. <laughs> yeah. You certainly can lose yourself in it, can't you? Mm. Um, you just almost forget you're watching a film. Just, just lose yourself in that whole world of, of all, yeah, the gods and the spirits and this industrial great capitalism. forest and industrial mm-hmm. capitalism. Hmm. So, I, yeah, here would this would be a good a good starting point. Uh, I've got my notes here, and the whole. The whole film was built around this one major conflict between two sides, wasn't it? Mm. Where one side is uh, San and the wolf tribe, and more broadly, nature. Uh, and on the other side, we had Lady Eboshi and Iron Town, and I think more more broadly, humans and human progress. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I had one of the things that I saw watching this this time uh, was how balanced the portrayal is uh, between those two sides. Sort of the first time I saw it, I, I just very much identified with San and the wolves, and so uh, and I I did see Lady Eboshi and Iron Town as as they they were clearly in the wrong, but there was so much they did. To I almost want to say humanize them, um, to to make them more sympathetic and make it clear that this is more complicated than good and evil. Mm. Um, and I I wonder how how we felt about that. For Fernando, who, what which side did you find yourself rooting for more? Mm. Well, let me just start by saying that I love nature, but maybe because I am human, I sympathize a little bit more with Iron Town. Um, 
and mm. I could understand the complexities of the relationship between humans as I guess as we are now and the impact that we are having on nature. Um, mm. It, mm, it made me, I guess, ask myself, is, in, is there a way in which we can sustain um, more than 6 billion people on Earth without mm. harming um, the environment? And I guess that the answer is perhaps not without harming the environment, but yeah. harming it a little bit less, maybe. So the answer yeah, is, okay. I sympathize a little bit more with the humans. Sure. Interesting. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I think when I was watching the film, I erred much more towards the Iron Town people being kind of in the wrong. But it's, oh, you're right. It is complicated, isn't it? Because that's just human beings. And we can't just all live in the forest, although we should all live in the forest, really. <laughs> I We're agree. About we it. should live in the forest. We should all just live in the forest and get on with the forest people. Not people. <laughs> Animals, that's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> people. Um... <laughs> what, what's that word? Um, animals, <laughs> animals, yeah. You know, like, like people, but they live in the forest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you're see- seeing both sides there as well, uh, Laura. But but it's difficult. N- it's difficult. Naturally it difficult. leaning towards sun. Yes, it's difficult to sympathise with the humans because you're right. It, the forest was there first, and you yeah. can't take it away from those lovely boars. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've they've been there for forever. Yeah. You know, since the beginning of the world, and the. It's destruction is is causing it, destruction. Wait, wait, wait. Is what Animals have the not been there since the beginning of the world. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I think in the story that was the idea, right? They talked oh, about see. the ancient forests that had been there since mm. the beginning of time, or something. But yes, you're right. <laughs> not in uh, not in the real world. Tip snake. <laughs> yeah, of course. They were there at the start. <laughs> they were there at the Big Bang. They probably caused it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Claire? Do, what, where did you fall on the San and the Wolf tribe versus Lady Ebushi and Iron Town? So I am surprised to hear everyone talking about um, how sort of sympathetic they were. They felt towards Iron Town. Mm. I feel like it was maybe it was just my own interpretation, but I felt like it was very much like. They were they were doing something bad by destroying the forest. I mm. felt like that was right. That was made quite clear. There was the weird thing with the extra enemy um, that made you sympathise with Iron Town because they were getting oh Lord Asano and his samurai. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was an element of oh, they're not like completely evil, but I thought they were in the wrong in the nature versus industrial capitalism argument. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it was showing us that they were in the wrong, but that's because they were just too greedy. There was no balance. Where I think yeah. the film was pushing us towards they can coexist, but they have to be less exploitative, which is why they're yeah, we need to mm. be rebuilding Iron Town and that's something to be celebrated. 
We need to be less like a virus. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm, yes. Use up our host and then move on to the next thing. That's what the virus thing was about. That makes sense. I didn't pick up on that. Hmm. Yeah, every other species forms a nice equilibrium with its surroundings. Mm. Not humans and not viruses. Yeah. Yeah, we sweep through until everything's destroyed and then we move on. Yep. Yeah, hmm. anyway. But yeah, as I said, I did want Iron Town to lose and go away. Yeah. And I think overall, if I had to pick a side at the end of it, I, I'd be the same. I I think it was it couldn't quite be justified what they were doing. Um and they if if they had chosen to live peacefully, probably things would have been all right. Uh, sorry, if if like they had lived more within their means and mm. and yeah, backed off, probably everyone could have survived. But it yeah, it was it was clear that they Lady Eboshi was doing a lot of good as well as damaging the forest. Like we we saw her yeah, all, all of the women she'd got she'd yeah, basically refued, rescued from a life of prostitution. Um, to make them work all night <laughs> in hard physical labour? Well, and to to provide... We saw that they were happy and that they had a good life and that they were free to, to do what they wanted. Um, they were recruited and they were, yeah, given... Yeah, they were given a, a decent quality of life and decent working conditions. Though Not hard. bras, though. None of them had bras. <laughs> no, nah, they didn't need bras. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides that, her uh, the all, all of the lepers she'd taken mm. in and ah, yeah. offered them sort of gainful employment and you treated them as as equals when other people just shunned them, um, and all of that made it difficult to to root against her. But I think I eventually did. Um, Yeah, I think partly because because a number of things she did were were just so cynical um, that it couldn't quite be explained away. Hmm. So irritatingly stubborn. A lot of these characters were irritatingly stubborn. Everyone was very stubborn. Who was stubborn? Mm. Nobody would listen to anyone. San was stubborn. Moro was stubborn. The boar god was stubborn. Yeah. And Lady Eboshi was stubborn. And that was Yeah. And the deer the elk was stubborn for a bit, although it doesn't really feel <laughs> yes. it now because he was only a little bit oh. he was only stubborn out of loyalty. Yakul. <laughs> Yakul for best animal twenty twenty two. I really loved Yakul. Oh, me too. And and wasn't Yakul a good a good character. It it seemed that he So Ashitaka was human and and therefore he was it was not natural that he would end up siding with San. Mm. Uh, and yet uh, and Yakul seemed like his kind of link to the animal world. There was a few times that he said something like, Oh, Yakul's not afraid, so there must be nothing to be afraid of. Um and yeah, Yakul had yeah some kind of animal instinct that that made yeah it's, it seemed nice. It was like that, like a little part of Ashitaka that was 
that was of the forest, and I liked that. Oh yeah, that was that. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I think yeah. wasn't it if they've they've really separated the sort of human and forest worlds, but then Ashitaka is obviously this person who represents the blending of both anyway. But that's exemplified from where he yeah. comes from, where people live do live with near the you know within harmony with the forest. Yeah. So it's kind of written into his um his whole shtick. Yeah. Yeah, he his was a it it was good, doesn't it, that this making it clear that he was from a place that had got it right. Mm. Mm. Um uh you know, peaceful, happy people on the edge of on the edge of this great empire that no one knew about. I, and it was a it made an interesting point that he was so secretive about them all the way through. And it was never quite explained mm. why he was not a, he he would refuse to tell people where he was from. Um and it it seemed that that was because he and his people feared the kind of destruction that was happening in the Great yeah. Forest. Uh that being said, yeah, they that... were kind of in decline, weren't they? Mm. They very much lamented that Ashitaka was leaving because everyone left there was old and, you know, they weren't a thriving yeah. people. No, he was their prince, wasn't yeah. he? That he was their hope for the future and he had to go. Um, mm. And, yeah, that, that was sort of sad as well. And it it occurred to me, it was it was curious that he... At the very end, he was finally saved, and his his disease, that corruption, oh, yeah. was healed. And yet, it didn't even occur to him that he could go back to his village. Um, he was always going to stay there, and he, yeah, he said he was going to rebuild Iron Town, live in harmony with the forest, and everything. Um, he, like, he had sort of left that behind. Mm. Um, like they'd, yeah, this sort of feeling of there's so much in the film that was about life and death and how they're both necessary and both part of everything. Um, and that seemed another part of it in order for him to rebuild Iron Town. He was abandoning his original village, you know, possibly to its yeah, its end. Fate. Fate. Oh, the woman told him. <laughs> With the stones. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if a woman's chucked some stones around <laughs> you, you know it's legit. Mm. Oh, but again, stuff like that in in the real world, you you know laugh at and say, "Yeah, what a load of rubbish." But that would be a bit rude. It all, all well, I wouldn't say it in someone's <laughs> face, but well, maybe I would. Um, but it it was almost daring you to disbelieve it in the film. It seemed so like, yeah, of course you can do that. <laughs> She's the wise woman. She knows so much. Mm. Ah, loved it. It was nice. It was like he had a responsibility to build, to rebuild things. You mm. know, he wasn't just fucking everything up and then fucking off out of there. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to see his his sense of loyalty as he went mm. through, or his sense of responsibility, I guess. Um. So in a way, he was even more selfless than Jesus, because Jesus was sent to this world to save us. But then... Once he was done with the things that he was yeah, supposed to right. do here, he went back. Where's he now? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wonder what I, you've got me thinking about this 
the like his native village, hmm. what that's telling us about is is it about is it about balance? Because they had sort of not uh, imposed themselves on the environment enough, and so they died out. And Iron Town tried to grow too big for itself, so it collapsed. And and now hmm. he he is the one who who understands that and can build something that's you know the porridge that's just right. Yeah. Um, hmm. I wonder that as well, but I, I'm, then I wonder if it's maybe they're just trying to add a bit of gravity to what the character, what the choices yeah. that Ashitag has made, because they've been like, look what he's had to leave behind. Like it's been, it's mm. he's leaving his own people and village to decline, and it's mm. a very poignant, moving scene where he just has to leave and get up, and he's dead to them now. Yeah, mm. you know, it raises the stakes for him, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe there is a message about environmentalism and capitalism and what we see from that village. Yeah, certainly it gives a, a backdrop to who he is mm. and and something to be yeah that that he's born into this world of such strict tradition and ritual that had allowed them to survive so long. That that seemed to shape everything that he did. Throughout the film, he had this understanding of nature and this understanding of what had to be done. Mm. Uh, he was very certain. Was he stubborn as well? It's, uh, it would be difficult to call him stubborn. I suppose he was determined, but he was the most willing to be reasonable about and see. You know, his eyes were unclouded by hatred. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So well, I think he was the most flexible of everyone. He was willing to adapt and negotiate and listen. Yeah, yeah, he was all about compromise, mm. wasn't he? Um, though he battled against the against his hatred, uh, mm-hmm. and that was. It. I suppose this was a film about about hate, wasn't it? Um, we had so many of the. I, it's exactly what you said, Laura, that that stubbornness of so many of these characters. And I've got a few arrows on my on my notes here of people that feel that their only chance of survival is to kill somebody else. Mm. Um, so Lady Ebushi seems to believe that the only thing she can do for her town to flourish is to kill the forest spirit. And the apes... Are, are dead certain mm. that they just need to kill all the humans in order to in order for themselves to survive. The same with the boar Okoto eventually, even though he he has some flexibility to start with. He mm. he eventually becomes becomes infected with this hatred and just has to kill all the humans. Um, San is obsessed with killing Lady Eboshi, mm. uh, and Ashitaka. Is constantly fighting against that, isn't he? Um, though he has this this streak of hatred in him that is shown as this this pulsing arm. Um, yeah, he's he doesn't let the hatred possess him like the rest do. He, he's it, it's sort of compartmentalized in him. Yeah, he sees it as separate to his person and something he he can stop from. 
becoming part of who yeah. he is. Mm. I suppose we are meant to understand through him that hatred was only a destructive force in this, yeah. which they only led mm. to negative consequences for everyone, including the people who were whose emotion it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and we saw this eventually as um yeah, they they killed the the forest spirit. And that was immensely destructive for everyone. Uh, hmm. Well, they had that coming to them. Yeah, <laughs> the humans. Yeah, you know, I was I was pleased. I was like, yeah, you go for a spirit, destroy everything now. Hmm. Well, the thing is, I felt bad because it it destroyed the whole forest and all of the animals in it, and. Yeah. Uh, all of the the innocents in Iron Town um, who were just doing their best to get by and didn't understand what was being done, maybe didn't even know that Lady Ebershe was going to try and kill the forest spirit. Um, I think Lady Ebershe had it coming to her in the end. Um, and that was one thing I, I made a note of that I hadn't really noticed before, uh, was she made it clear quite early on how terrible it would be if the forest spirit died he's we had um jigo the the little guy mm. um <laughs> little guy who'd been sent by the emperor talking about killing the forest spirit and and she said something like you know some fools think that they should kill the forest spirit and they don't know this will um bring about more death and yet she then went and did it anyway it's such a so so driven was she mm. by her uh, you know, obsession with with the gain of her own town or maybe just because she wanted to prove she could or something. It was she was a tricky character. Yes, very nuanced villain, wasn't she? If yeah. you can call her a villain. I think she was a villain. I yeah. think she was a villain. I think you just about gotta call her a villain. Mm. But she had her moments of sympathy, though. But only though. just. Yeah, they really... And I, I liked her as well. Me too, yeah. I really liked her. Did you listen to the original audio? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard the dub. The English dub is not one of the worst. I liked it. I did the English yeah. dub. I switched between them for a bit, just to compare. Okay. Yeah. I eventually settled on the English dub with the English subtitles to see if there was any difference between them, which there was quite oh, a lot. Oh, you're watching on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? They How different the two scripts mm. are. Um, sticks out more in some of the other some of the other Studio Ghibli films. But I think they partly do it so that the, the lip syncing isn't too far off. So that it kind mm. of looks a bit like what they're saying. So something that maybe takes a long time to say in Japanese they need to embellish the English to make it fit somehow. Mm. Um, but yeah, they had some good good voice actors in the English version, I seem to remember. Um, she was English, wasn't she? She had a, an English accent, Lady Ebershe. Yes. Well, most of them are American. Now watch closely, everyone. I'm going to show you how to kill a god. A god of life and death. The trick is not to fear him. Yeah, no, I can't remember. And that sort of stands out somehow. She has a very, she's got one of the best voices, I think. She has a very hmm. Hmm, magnetic voice. So did Ashitaka. <laughs> San is almost unbearable. I almost switched back to the Japanese. 
Why did you stop me from killing her? Tell me while you're still alive. I'm not afraid to die. I'd do anything to get you humans out of my forest. And I'm not afraid of you! I should kill you for saving her! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these kinds of things I... <laughs> I think because, <laughs> because so many anime dubs are just so bad, <laughs> um, such poor quality, mm-hmm. uh, I tend not to bother. What what language did you watch in, Fernando? I watched in Japanese with English subtitles. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, oh, good stuff anyway. <laughs> so uh, none of us took the option of watching it in Chinese with Japanese subtitles <laughs> or the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I considered Spanish with French subtitles, obviously, but uh, I, see. Uh, I thought I'd go for the, the original. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the voices were good, particularly the gods' voices. It was It's quite something, the, the way that their mouths didn't really move with what they were saying, but they were moving somehow. It was, mm. it was very alien, very otherworldly. Uh, Did they make them very growly in the Japanese audio? Yeah, very deep voices, most of them. Because mm. this for Moro, they kind of they had Gillian Anderson voicing her, and then just put some growling over it, the top of her. <laughs> okay, uh, Moro, that's the the like mother wolf, yes. the wolf I think god. That's her yeah. Name anyway. Sure, she's the one. I haven't got the name written down, uh, but San's mother. Uh, it's. I think it's a male voice actor does does her in oh. the Japanese version. Yeah, that it, confused me. At least it was very low, very deep, growly voice. Mm. Yeah, and it was another thing that just... Yeah, made it surprising and striking somehow. Everything in the film was surprising. I I never knew where it was going, <laughs> uh, at least when I first watched it. And and I think that's one of the things I like so much about it. it just every bit makes you think. And there's just so much tension driving it. it does that very well? Mm. I think it's never there's never a really a dull moment. It's not full of like conflict. Yeah, there's a lot of that. What what do you think, Claire? Did I I found some of the scenes in the maybe the third act started to drag a little bit. Did did you find that? Well, which act is the third act? How many acts? Oh, were? The, three of seven. The third third. <laughs> <laughs> the the final third, maybe. Yeah, I thought the um I thought the basically any action scene <laughs> was too long. So Okay. Um yeah, the the board dragging itself along and all that sort of oh, stuff. I like that. Mm. Yeah, I found that was a bit too long. I tend to get impatient with these things. Yeah, a couple of bits around there. I was I was just just a little sort of thinking, let's get on with it now. When's something going to happen? It is a long film, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Was it two and a quarter hours, mm. something like that? Um, particularly for a, an animated movie, quite quite long. Yeah, that's a lot of extra drawing for not improving the film very much. <laughs> oh, they wow. really drew. My God, that My must God, have taken a long draw. old time. Hmm. Oh yeah, just the Beautiful. visual quality of it. 
Mm-hmm. I, I was watching it for a while, and I realised at some point that every frame is a work of art. Yeah. I, I don't mm. think there is a single frame in the entire film that I would not be content to have blown up on my wall in a frame. Um, just, just all of it just looks so great. Yeah, I thought that at um, times. It's like Barry Lyndon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I could, I could just look at any one part of it forever. Uh, the, the lavish sort of backdrops, these gorgeous painted backgrounds were mm-hmm. really good. And they put a lot of time into even the, the cells on the front with the characters. Um, and those were animated, you know, fairly smoothly, which is not often the case for anime, especially anime that's a few decades old. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you'll often get, they yeah, cut a few corners and they're sort of animating at 12 frames per second. But no, it was really, really quite good. Obviously, a lot of love had gone into it. Have you seen many of his other films? Yeah. Um, Fernando, have you seen some other other Miyazaki films? Um, well, I've definitely seen more Studio Ghibli films. Let me see if I can yeah. specifically remember the Miyazaki films. Mm. Um, first of all, I did not notice that this was a Miyazaki film. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that- about half of the Studio Ghibli films are, are his. I see. So um, I think that one, which is definitely his, is My Neighbor Totoro. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that. I've also seen The Wind Rises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very recent, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think that was meant to be his last one. Um, yeah. Mm, and I'm actually not sure if Spirited Away was also his. Yeah, that was him. Ah, I see. And what do you think about the difference between the animation style in Spirited Away and the animation style in this one? Do you think that there could be like a remake or maybe the same thing, but with uh, um, uh, an animation style that is more similar to Spirited Away? Oh, I would have said they have a very similar animation style, or at least that their animation style only differed insofar as the the subject of the film differed. How, how would you characterize the... The, those two animation styles. Well, I'm not sure if I would have the technical language to describe it, but it just appears to me, it would seem to me that uh, in a spirited way, everything looks perhaps a little bit more bright and maybe the animation sure. is a little bit newer. Uh, Suddenly it was a newer film by someone. Yes. Uh, and I think the Princess Mononoke has aged beautifully, but I wonder if it yep. could be improved by mm. newer oh. methods of um, mm, animation. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if it, if something could be lost. Mm, uh, well, for example, when the spirit of the forest was the spirit and was dying, was looking for its head, or when it was massive, um, I wonder if that part could have been improved by maybe okay. a little bit more ethereal. Mm. Um, okay, working on the spectacle a little bit. Mm, mm. But overall, I think it's an excellent film, both in terms of, I guess, subject and animation. I agree with all of you that 
it it looks like a work of it like everything is just a work of art and i guess that technically it is right because everything is art <laughs> absolutely <laughs> ugly ugly yeah. forest spirit though ugly yes. forest spirit yeah well yeah. no it was beautiful in its own way <laughs> in its own way i mean that's a nice way of no all bodies <laughs> are beautiful striking it it seemed to me to have a human face Horrible. Yes. A monkey's uh, face. Or was it a monkey's face? I think it was a monkey's face. Okay, so maybe it was supposed to be a combination mm. of all the different animals mm. or something. Mm. It... I thought it was quite chimeric. It was quite... Yeah. Mar- I didn't see any wolf in there, really, but I could I could say that there was certainly deer and there was, there was monkey or ape. Uh, what feet did yeah, it have? Sure. It had weird feet. It did have weird like feet, sort of three-pointed, yeah, a little like bird feet. Oh, yeah, because it was like walking on water, wasn't it? Maybe mm. its pelt was supposed to be wolf-like. Oh, maybe, yeah, it was very fluffy, wasn't it? Very fluffy. I'm looking at a picture right now. I'm it's got Googling a nice big tail. That's quite wolfy. Okay. Like fluffy tail. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's supposed to be a, an amalgamation of all the animals in the forest. Which is interesting because I guess also contrasting it with I suppose Catholic Catholicism, um, mm. we are meant to be like made in the image of God, whereas no one in the forest was made in the image of the spirit of the forest, the spirit of the the, the spirit of, of the forest. Well, exactly yes. though. So that holds up if they're all we're all animals. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, so you mean like they're, they're sort of all made in the spirit, in, yes. in, in its image, a bit? Yes. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Hideous. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Laura, have you seen other films by Miyazaki? Um, not that many, actually. I think I've only seen My Neighbor Totoro and Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Maybe another one I can't remember. I loved Howl's Moving Castle, though. I adored Howl's Moving so Castle. Good. Uh, Princess Mononoke is my favourite, though. Okay, I'm the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Claire, you've seen Spirited Away, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think we we went and saw it in the Bayer Lecture Theatre or something. Oh, no, yeah. Or whatever that lecture theatre is called. <laughs> the Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was the the same director as this, and that I, I think that was his other, maybe his most successful film, and Princess Mononoke would would be second, or yeah, something like that. Uh, but yeah, for me, this was a a much better film. Spirited Away, very weird, uh, very confusing, and I didn't know what was going on a lot of the time. Whereas this was, yeah, I thought just just wonderful beautifully imagined um and yeah he's done some some other great films as well so yeah my neighbor totoro's sort of fun but maybe a bit more child focused and a bit more comedy a bit more just fun which is good uh but i, I would wouldn't think of it as sort of one of the great films um 
And no one has mentioned uh, The Grave of the Fireflies. Has anyone seen that? No. I don't think I have, no. Oh. I've heard it's extremely upsetting. Yeah, Christ. (laughs) Wait, Um, I think I've seen it, yes. Also because you recommended it. Okay, I can believe that. Yeah, very (laughs) heavy film. Uh, And his second one, it was before any of these other ones were made, just after My Neighbour Totoro, I think. Um, But not even a trace of like child friendly cutesiness <laughs> mm. just just a truly a truly despairing film <laughs> um yeah i don't really go i don't watch those on purpose <laughs> yeah okay i thought of picking it for this because mm. i thought that that's another well yeah for whatever reason but i i went for this uh, anyway, yeah, a, a magnificent director, um, and you, I, I don't think it, as well. I haven't seen a bad film of his, and there mm. are a few yet that I haven't seen. Uh, so I'll need to maybe we'll maybe we'll have another one one day. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is the film called Princess Mononoke when it's actually about the boy? Mm. I feel like she's like a secondary character. So what? what's so special about her that the film's named after her when she's not the main character? Is it, because yeah. she's a girl and she's Definitely beautiful. Maybe referring this is, to her, right? Uh-huh. It's not uh, Ashitaka's not actually Princess Mononoke, is he? <laughs> the, maybe the real Princess Mononoke is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Claire? Well, they do. They say that she's Mononoke at some point oh, when yeah. he first mm. arrives at the village. Yeah, it's what Lady Eboshi calls her. Yeah, because he says he saw someone, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's Princess Mononoke." Yeah. Um, yeah, how was she central to it? So I suppose it makes sense to to name the film sort of from Ashitaka's perspective, mm. um, rather than naming it after the the lens through which we see the whole film. And she she was somehow central to it from his point of view, right? She was she was the yeah the other protagonist in a way um and she had a foot in both camps in a way though she was so certain that she was a she was one of the wolves she was also human and that was important and mm. there was a some impression that if she was killed it would end everything and iron town would be able to would be able to conquer the forest, but it, yeah, it's not quite clear. Does anyone else have thoughts? Well, this reminds me of Zelda, as in why Zelda, oh, the yes. video game, is called Zelda when the protagonist is Link. Mm. Um, yeah, some of the games you mm. go the whole game without seeing Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a thought, isn't it? Well. I suppose I was just, yeah, I was disappointed. I was looking forward to a film with a strong lead female protagonist. Hmm. 
Oh, but it had um, so many. It was all about women. But not in the lead role, is that what you're saying? Yeah, right? I yeah they were all supporting roles, all the women. Yeah. They, were, they were all very strong, though, the female characters. Right from the the grandmother in the opening. Mm. Yeah. Opening scene. Yeah. The sister. Was every leader female? Maybe not Lord Asano, but I mean, we barely saw him, so it doesn't really count. Oh, Lord Asano. Yeah. In fact, did we ever see Lord <gasps> oh, Asano at all? Oh, might even be a man. Um. <laughs> Check my Lord Asano. <laughs> like Lord, Lord means yeah. man, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, so we don't see him, but he's in charge. I guess is he like the Emperor Lord Asano? Who's Lord Asano? Oh, Lord Asano was the the leader of the samurai that were attacking Iron Town. Uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I've I've written Lord Asano and have question marks here. Okay, so that's not helpful, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess the leader of the Boars. Okoto, he was he was male. Um, but yeah, the the wolf goddess was was female. Mm. San was female. Lady Eboshi was female. Um, Ashitaka's uh, wise woman that was the leader of the village. Also, I've just realised they did have his sister, so I don't know why they were all pining about the end of the village. Yeah. Well. You know, yeah, bloody women. <laughs> Maybe she has to marry out. Mm. Yeah, but then it occurs to me that surely they weren't just inbreeding the whole time. But oh, maybe they were, and that's why they needed a certain number of them to to make <laughs> it work. <laughs> I think that was the issue. Yeah, yeah well, okay. no, it might be that you know, if you marry a woman, the woman moves into your village, and if you marry out, then the the woman moves mm. away. Oh, yeah, you know. But they made a point of how secretive they were and oh, didn't yeah. want the rest of the world to know about them, right? Mm. Mm. Uh, Got layers upon layers in this film. Oh, wheels within wheels, <laughs> eh? It's like a donut. Yeah, I hadn't quite realised before how many different factions there were. Mm. Is it in this great conflict at the end, we had one, San and the Wolves, two, Lady Eboshi, three, Asano and the Samurai, four, Jigo and the Emperor, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. five, the Apes, six, the Boar Tribe, and Seven. in the middle of it all, uh, the, the Forest Spirit. Mm. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And as... Which of those factions was Ashitaki? He mm. was none. He was in, in the middle was of it all. His own faction. I guess so. <laughs> well, the, he the was sw- he he was trying Swiss to Solid defuse faction. it, wasn't he? The Switzerland <laughs> faction. <laughs> yeah, he was just the the peacemaker in the middle of it all. Brilliant. And he did bring peace eventually. Even like it was, it was very destructive, and a lot of people got destroyed. But he mm. he did manage, right, to not just ruin everything. He did his best, didn't he? So let's talk about that because this is my main question, mm-hmm. um, which is the the conclusion. Mm. Mm-hmm. To 
so you you say Claire that he managed he brought peace to some extent. Um, yeah. Could you explain that? Uh, they weren't fighting at the end. <laughs> yeah. The forest spirit got its head back, so the forest is going to continue to exist. Yeah, so he saved the forest by returning the head. He saved the a sustainable amount of the village. Yeah, he um, got the women to safety, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And I guess the men. And uh, San survived, I think. Yeah, he saved her life as well. Yeah, 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 because she was getting all eaten up by the demon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was some, some sort of. Don't know if it was a what's that word? Stalemate, or if it was a peace, but certainly the fighting was stopped, and there was talk of rebuilding. Hmm. And that was something, as you guys were saying, there was so much hatred. It was, it was a sort of mutually assured destru- destruction. It was everyone just wanted everyone else to be destroyed, and he was the only one who who saw a compromise mm. and uh, a potential for coexistence. And that's what was the conclusion. Like that seemed to be what they were getting at at the end yeah and so he managed it maybe I don't know (laughs) so that that was the feeling that I got Mm. but it didn't quite seem to be borne out by the situation when you look at it certainly he he did a lot you know he saved the forest spirit he saved San's life he you know got people evacuated from the town all of that He, he did a lot of good but the the state of play at the end of the film is the forest has been destroyed, but it's starting to grow again, sort of out of the ashes. Mm-hmm. Iron Town has been destroyed, but the people are still alive and are resolved to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. And Ashitaka has decided to help in Iron Town and San has decided to, to help in the forest. But I don't see what is to stop the same thing from happening again. In order to, to mine the iron they need, the people of Iron Town need to clear parts of the forest. Um and the yeah the the animals and spirits of the forest clearly don't want that. Um even in the the seconds after this had happened you know, what the after you know the this great destruction gets its head back and everything grows again, there's only a few more lines spoken in the whole film, and one of them is San saying, I can't forgive the humans for what they've done. Mm. How how is this a sustainable peace? Um there, there's some note of hope because there's some feeling that things might be different this time, and the fact that you've got San in the forest and Ashitaka in the town, and they're both in love and you know, clearly on sort of have an understanding between them. Um, mm. That that's got to be a good thing for the the two groups as they redevelop. But also, I don't know is is that don't, enough? 
Do we know that the humans are going to be mining iron? Oh, they said they wanted to rebuild Iron Town. <laughs> True, but that's the name of the town. <laughs> I guess they. <laughs> yeah, so maybe they're not. Yeah, maybe they're they're going to try and live. Is it? No, you're right. It's implied that they're just going to go back to doing the iron thing. Well, it seems like that's the only way mm. they know. What What happens to Lady Ebushi at the end? Was she killed? No, she was fine. I think she was fine. She lost an arm, yeah. didn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but if she's still there and she was... I think she'd learned, oh. though, hasn't she? She's. They've learned that the... I think the message of the film was about this kind of balance, which is that they can coexist. They've already taken, you know, they cleared some of the mountain to mine the iron, and it was really about expansion and aggressive colonisation and against that. But it wasn't against mm. humans living as humans yeah. You know, in like civilized sort of settlements and things. Hmm. Yeah. So is is there a way? Yeah. Are we supposed to think maybe there is a way that they can just mine a bit of iron from some places and and somehow live with the? But it, it didn't quite seem like people had really learned their lesson. And and meanwhile, the emperor is still out there who wants the head of the mm. forest spirit and can presumably send another Jigo. Uh, I don't know. I, and I wondered if that was supposed to be part of it. There's a bit of a a question somehow of, of what's happening next. Like maybe not everything's going to be rosy, but at least everyone lived to tell the tale. And there's some cooperation now, uh, besides the fact that so many of the, the gods of the, mm. of the forest have died. Mm. Um, I mean, we've had... What, Nago died at the start. The boar god Okoto, the second boar god, he was killed. Um, the wolf goddess, uh, San's mother, mm. she was she she you know died eventually from this this uh, this bullet she'd got. But the forest spirit has the power to give life. Yeah. So can the forest spirit not just make new gods? I don't know. I, I got the impression the gods have been around since the beginning of the world, but but yeah, maybe if the forest spirit is there, it's all okay. And again, maybe there's maybe that's deliberate. Again, like there is there is this cycle of death and rebirth, mm-hmm. and there there will be more conflicts, but that's another part of the cycle or something. Oh man, I never thought about this. This is really interesting. You know, you think everything's rosy in the end and it all wraps up, but no. <laughs> It's as complicated right. as the whole film. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying all this to try and be clever. I'm <laughs> I'm saying it because since I very first watched this film when I was like 15, I've always found the ending a bit unsatisfying somehow or a bit like I didn't quite understand it, like I need someone to explain mm. it to me. But maybe it is just meant to be Either I'm not meant to think about it too much and I'm meant to just accept that it's fine now, Mm. or it is meant to be a little ambiguous. And Any thoughts on this, Fernando? Yes. What do you think of the ending? Yeah, I I think it's meant to be ambiguous. In fact, um, perhaps a little bit less ambiguous and more in the side of things are not okay because, well, this film very much made me think of climate change and... Mm. I guess anthropogenic climate change and mm. 
the way that I see climate change right now is perhaps a little bit pessimistic. I think that we are all aware uh, of the great harm that we are doing to the environment and that we are uh, all heading to our destruction. But even mm. though we know this, we continue living the way that we <laughs> live. And I just don't see people, or at least the sufficient number of people, um, behaving differently to make this go away. So the way that I see the ending, because the, the film did make me think of climate change, the way that I see it is, okay, well, we can't, we, we've seen that we can destroy each other. Uh, unfortunately, the the god of the forest has died now, and there are still humans. So, and Princess Mononoke is unforgiving and stubborn, just like all <laughs> humans. Uh, mm. So, the way that this will end, unfortunately, is by humans destroying nature and then realizing that they were dependent on nature, so they themselves die. Um, so, that is my reading of the story, which is a little bit dark, but that's the way that I unfortunately understand it yeah. that's good oh, i think you've got me as well <laughs> that, i mean it, it occurred to me as we were watching it, it it had it's just just like you say it had this thing humans not living in balance with nature and an eventual destruction a catastrophic destruction of both nature and humans mm-hmm. um which could be you know what we're heading towards now whether we can divert it or not is another thing but then yeah, maybe there's this this hint at the end that even if you divert it, the underlying problem is still there and things can be okay for a while. I don't know. Hmm. This film came out in 1994, I think. When people were well aware of climate change. <laughs> well, when some people were well aware, it wasn't something that everyone was talking about somehow. And I... I wonder how much of it came into this. I feel like it must have come into this somewhere. It was clearly a story about mankind destroying nature um, and damaging the world around us. But I suppose there's other examples of that. Mm. Yeah. Where in Japan's industrial history are we in the 90s? Oh, but... Japan has had its post-war economic miracle and it's one of the largest economies in the world with the biggest city in the world. And they have, oh, think about it, they they will have just suffered uh, a really terrible recession um, that I think at the time would have felt a bit like the bubble bursting. Uh, As it happened, it it went. It had a, a bad effect on the economy, but it, they, you know, went on to recover to some extent, and they're mm. still a very, a very prosperous, uh, economically powerful nation. But yeah, maybe that was a part of the thought. Uh, I think you see a lot of that. This, yeah, the early nineties recession in Japan was was pretty, pretty serious. Interesting. Thank you. <laughs> I'd forgotten You've about that. Got all the knowledge, Michael. Yeah, how do I know about that? <laughs> yeah, you should get a PhD things. in life. <laughs> oh, maybe I should. Oh, he's got one. Well, I have a PhD in mathematics. That what else is life but that mathematics? That is true. That <laughs> encompasses life. Uh, I see. That's why you're so knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. oh. Yeah, if we were. 
if we were going to be very fanciful, we could say that this film was a response to Japan's meteoric <laughs> rise in industrialization and subsequent recession. Um, just as people say that Godzilla was entirely about the uh, the nuclear bombs that were dropped in 1945. Uh, but perhaps this is uh, too fanciful. Mm-hmm. Godzilla, that's one I've been thinking about picking and one that I've not seen. The original? Yeah. Have you seen any of the new ones? No, I've never seen any oh, Godzilla films. Wow. <laughs> wow, well, we were. <laughs> Sorry. I, I keep saying that and I wish I could stop, I wish I could stop saying it. <laughs> is, is that from something? I think it's from Borat. I'm saying it all the time. Anyway, I'd like to see Godzilla. That would be fun. Mm, just a thought. Um, symbolism. We've done a lot yeah. of symbolism. Yeah, it's all just one big symbol. Let's play that flute. <laughs> okay, uh, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> So I forget how how deep it is every time. I'm always expecting something higher. I guess because of the bell. <laughs> Symbolism. Symbolism. Um, he brought balance to the force. <laughs> he brought balance to the force. Obviously, he didn't, as we've just discussed. Temporary balance. Temporary balance to the force. Yeah. Lady Eboshi was he Darth did. Vader. Princess Mononoke was <laughs> Leia. And nah, Han not, Solo was not going for that. Jigo. Han Solo was the the one wolf in the tribe that tried to bite his head off <laughs> that one time. Um, well, the forest spirit is definitely the white whale. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and some of them are obsessed with killing the forest spirit, and eventually yeah. it destroys them when they nearly manage it. Yeah, there's something in that. Um, there there is one, and I, I'm going to claim there is really something in this this time. Um, <laughs> you do every Jesus. Time. <laughs> the, the forest spirit is Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. Surprising. It's it is, yeah, basically good, and it does a lot of good in the world. It it is the sort of central god in this universe. Um. It is pursued by greedy uh, aggressors who are in charge of things, namely Lady Eboshi and the Emperor. Um, and when it dies, it dies and forgives others' sins. Um, mm. It causes causes great destruction. But when they recover and wake up, um, that there, there is a new feeling of hope uh, that... You know that, that damage has been done to some of them, but there are, I think, no or not many major deaths, and Ashtaka's wound is healed. That wound is his sin. That that wound all the way through represents his hatred and the evil that's inside him, both the evil that's come from the demon, but also his, his own hatred. Every time he is justifiably angry for something, it is the part of him that's attacking. Uh, and it is gone when the forest spirit gives its life and then comes back to life. What do you think? 
That is so Break good. my Jesus theory. Yeah, that, that's so good. That is surely part of your thesis. As in, you did not come up with this just now. My PhD in life, yeah. Uh-huh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've jotted this down. <laughs> that's hard to refute. That's impossible to refute. Well thought Yeah, no, I can't see. I can't pick holes in that. The Well, the major hole in it is that as the God, so Jesus, as presented in the Bible, is a, a sort of a clear force for good, hmm. uh, whereas the forest spirit is a god of life and death who is somehow... We don't see the forest spirit as good, do we? Or do we? We see it as necessary and we see it as a terrible thing to kill it, but it just lets some people die even though it could save them. Hmm. Um and it yeah, restores it, some people. It's mysterious. It seems almost random the way that it does things. But that's the same as God. Yeah. This but, well, not God as presented in the Bible, not Jesus. But I think it hmm. it is an accurate representation of, of nature, of what really happens in the real world, right? Sometimes it's your time and sometimes it's not. Hmm. How does that sound, Claire? Well, it was just when you're, yeah... Sorry, I've got two thoughts going on and I'm trying to untangle them. Sure. Um, so yeah, the whole Jesus metaphor, that that makes sense. Um, it's just thinking about the, the taking, the giving and taking of life. That's that's like, that's that's a trouble with the human society, isn't it? That they want to just keep growing and keep living and keep getting bigger. Yeah. And it doesn't have that overarching force that uh, causes necessary death. So to be sustainable, the forest has to have death. Yeah. But Mm. in the human world, they just want to keep growing and keep taking over more land. And they don't have this this spiritual force that, that enforces that like containment. Um, I forget how I got to there. Um, And how that relates to it being Jesus. Sorry, this isn't really really helpful. (laughs) No, we're getting somewhere. (laughs) Um, Go on. Yeah, I'm not sure. Something. Yeah. Jesus. it, it seems to me that the sort of Christianity is not about balance in the same way that, say, Buddhism or Shinto are about balance. It seems to me Christianity is very much about uh, right and wrong mm. and how you must do the right thing. Um, that There's not many stories in the Bible about getting things just right. I suppose that's something about human nature, like Christianity is a human construct. Mm. and that's that reflects the part of human nature that doesn't contain itself. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> nature does contain itself and religions of the East tend to recognize that um, mm. and try to be one with, with nature and Shinto is about everything having a spirit or something. Um, Buddhism's about not overusing resources, not 
indulging your like human desires because yep. everything's temporary and there's a real understanding of being one with nature. Whereas, yeah, Christianity is is about the importance of humans. Yeah, um, humans are singled out mm. as something special made in the image of God, aren't they? Yeah. And so, I, yeah, so maybe maybe Jesus isn't the right comparison, but it's maybe a, an interesting juxtaposition to look at those together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've identified why the forest spirit could not possibly be Jesus <laughs> and why we really, this story is not about Jesus. Because it's, uh, yeah, it's the opposite of Christianity. It's <laughs> yeah. the message of this film. Unlike every other film we've seen, which is the Jesus analogy holds up <laughs> perfectly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we keep watching old Hollywood rubbish. You <laughs> should probably watch yeah. some non-English language films sometime. <laughs> Jesus thing will collapse in on itself before we know what's happened. Let's, let's keep it up. <laughs> well, if we watch my next film. <laughs> oh, <laughs> intriguing. Mm. Uh, what other thoughts do we have? Um... The, so we've not talked about the little sprites with the turny heads. Oh, I don't like mm. them. They're you quite don't like creepy, them. aren't they? Oh, I loved them. I, I like. Oh, you like the guy with the broken arm freaking out? <laughs> I just thought they were. Some things in this film are animated in a way that does not please my eye. <laughs> <laughs> and these were they're somehow not beautiful. Are no, they? they're not cute or beautiful. I mean, they're kind of cute in the way that uh, they act because they're, hmm. you know, they act a little. They're just little oh, I things. Thought they were very cute. A little bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, the way and, they click was funny. And unlike everything else in the film, we're not part of nature. Like they didn't oh, yeah. mimic a natural thing. You know. Oh. That we ever- have seen, but what if they oh. are there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah okay they seem to be spirits kind of in general that are part of the forest didn't they Mm. were they the spirits of the plants in the forest Mm. I don't know something like that of the trees there were spirits that unlike the other spirits were more like humans oh that's a good point yeah, they looked like humans. And they even did the thing where they were copying Ashtaka, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they could just as easily have been apes or something, I guess. God, the apes were also very mm. creepy. But I liked the way that they were mm, done. It was scary yeah. apes. Slightly different animation. Yeah. I suppose one thing we've not spoken about is guns, which was quite a significant feature. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um because I did briefly consider at the very start of the film that um, that all of the magic was symbolic. So um, when the boar had been shot, they, they just found this piece of lead in it. Well, iron shot. Mm. Um, 
basically I thought is this just an angry boar that's running after them and their imagination has made it into this demon okay and it's just oh yeah the gun is bad because it shoots the animal and makes it angry and that anger that spread to uh, Ashitake was just a, a like a result of that it's like oh if you do damage and then you res- and then like if you're damaged and then respond to that by damaging other people that just perpetuates the hatred and the damage mm. so I'm so rambly tonight um, <laughs> no it makes sense <laughs> for, um, maybe I'm this rambly all the time yeah um, I don't notice any difference <laughs> yeah, that's great thanks guys um, but you think that doesn't work in the end no I don't I think you know I think it plays out that there are spirits and it's magical yeah but I I wonder if there's just something about the, the gun being just this ultimate evil or something and that's mm. the source of the conflict or all the hatred comes from this weird unnatural weapon or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, there's something just special about guns as a particularly awful weapon. Yeah. Um, Is it sort of the only object that was singled out in the film? Mm. Guns and bullets. I don't remember yeah. many other objects taking much prominence. There was Ashitaka's necklace oh, yes. that he gave to San. Um, mm. okay. I was never quite sure what to take from that. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? I suppose that was his last link to the village. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he gave away his, his last connection to home mm. to San, as if giving himself to her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, ha- did, did we like their their sort of... Love, yeah, between yeah, and Ashitaka. Yeah, I liked it. I just thought it was so so nice and so so innocent somehow mm, as well. So sweet, wasn't it? Um, I'm not sure how old they were both supposed to be. I was reading it as they were both sort of 15 or 16. Yeah, they did seem very young, didn't they? Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. often not too young in films for it to be a romantic entanglement. Yeah, that, there was clearly romance between them. Um, but yeah, this sort of... Yeah, there's such innocence to it. Uh, there was no lust or anything like mm. that. It was just they they fell in love with each other, you know, what each other represented as well mm. as their personalities or something and the just the the acts of you know the act of daring that they did for each other yeah yeah and just just little subtle things like um yeah so he gave her the necklace um when she chewed his meat for him yep and put oh, it into his yes. mouth it was so so striking and just a little bit disgusting, but also so, so such a sweet thing to do. Yeah. And yeah, so very into. I mean, you know, kissing him, <laughs> if nothing else. Um, and that there can was I some just, blanket swapping, wasn't there? Sorry, go on. Can I just request that if I ever get to the point that I can't chew on food, <laughs> can you just make some soup? Yeah. You, what? you don't want Michael to chew up your food and spit it into your mouth like you're a baby bird. 
I mean, if we're in a forest and all I've got is some beef jerky, I will might have to just see what we can do. But yes, I, ideally not that. But again, it it's sort of rubbed in that she's feral. She sees herself as a wolf still. Yeah, feral. Um, yeah, it's good. A little bit of me did get annoyed at her for eating meat when she was so like, oh yeah, all the animals are the best. But she's a wolf. Wait, was that meat? But she's a wolf. Was that meat to be meat? Yeah. Yes? Yeah, definitely meat. Yeah, I wondered if it was bark. Oh Christ. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Lovely nutritional I, I also bark. thought it was bark. Oh. No. No, people can't eat bark, can they? Some special types Unless of bark. Unless raw cinnamon. vegan. It was, <laughs> it was, it was magic bark. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> no, that was that was a deer that got killed, but in what? a sort of beautiful circle of life way, right? Where they all live in balance. And I did not think it was meat until you said that it was meat, and then I thought it was right. you interpreting that it was meat. It was the it was sort of the way it was tearing and the way it was. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> Told me to ruin the film for you, but that wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I think it makes sense. I don't think she would be vegetarian anyway because she's been raised yeah. as a wolf, and just it's not that she cares about the life of every single individual animal. Well, it's that yeah. she cares about the equilibrium. Well, I agree. Oh, the yeah, equilibrium no, of the forest. that's the point. This is our weird human instinct to like to maintain life. Yeah, and to not strike a balance. Mm. Yeah, wolves eat other animals. And that allows both populations to equilibrate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it all makes I hate sense. being a human. Mm-hmm. Wish I was a wolf. What oh, a first introduction to her, by the way. Um, yeah, wasn't that stunning? S- spitting the blood out from the wolf. That Yeah, from the wound. Just, she just seems so... So frightening, but also kind of beautiful, and yeah, that that would be like the the image of the film. If I had to make the, mm. if I had to make like the Blu-ray box, it would be her with the blood round her mouth, standing in front of the, in front of the giant wolf. That's the picture of the film. Oh, I don't think that's my picture of the film. Oh, what's your What's the picture of the film? Mm. Oh wow! Is this a new feature? Yeah, yeah. What? Which scene oh, we have so many. A film. What, what's the cover of the of the Blu-ray? Hmm. Fernando, uh, mm, you can just say that you agree with me if you want. I mean, I do agree with you, but if we, isn't if I'm forced to pick an alternative, then maybe her wearing her mask, riding a wolf. Yes. Oh, that was that would cool. be a cool one. I think it would be the boar god dying. Not dying, but like when he's staring down the barrel of the camera and the demon's just taking over mm-hmm. his body. Yeah, yeah the, the first one in the first scene. No, that's the second one. Okay. Yeah. Okato. Yeah, okay. Hmm. You got one, Claire? No, I know which scene I liked looking at the most, and that was when they were on the little... Uh, do you know how they were like in the cave and then they stepped out onto like a little step? Oh, yeah. Um, and that was just... Mm. in looking across the valley, I thought that was very beautiful. But I don't yeah. think that represents the film particularly well. 
Michael, I think yours is the one that they used. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe that's what I was saying it. I've seen it. <laughs> Sorry, Claire. I just it. No, it's okay. I, I needed a, a little perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think yours captures something about it quite well, Claire. It was a, there was a lot of, you know, scenes in this film of of people in a forest at twilight, being wistful and and thinking about things with lots of muted colours. That would. I don't feel like it captures the chaos of the film, though. I think that no, there needs to right. be more chaos. Mm. Yeah. You know, it could be like. Ashitake rescuing San from the the demon boar or something. Hmm. Like I feel like that somehow represents the film better because it's it's got this weird human conflict. Something don't know. But maybe you um, don't want to give away the plot. That's mm. also true. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to fit too much in. I don't know. This is a stupid game. Who suggested this? <laughs> okay, should we do the other games? Well, the other games again. Um, link. How did this link to the last film? What was the last film? Can't remember. It's been three weeks. Uh, um, God, just check the, the calendar. Calendar. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh yeah. No. 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 Wait. That was two and a half years ago. <laughs> Um, so it was, uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I thought my turn was still to come. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. So were they both epics? Yeah. Or I mean, nearly yeah. epics? They were both approaching epic. Yeah, it was a young man's journey, wasn't it? Yeah. And he... Meets his thoughts on monsters. There, some people are wearing fleeces. Mm-hmm. Yep, some some fluffy fleeces. Was San wearing a wolf pelt? Yeah. So yeah. How did she get that? I I assume it was from a wolf that died of natural causes. <laughs> and they died in it. battle. Not yeah, that she skinned it in honor. Oh, I suppose. Not that she killed the uh, the actual wolf's firstborn. To <laughs> she might have felted it. it. I've got a book that you can make out of cat hair. Some <laughs> items felt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, maybe she was the, she's the only one that can hold a hairbrush, so she <laughs> brushes them all and they all go... <laughs> and love it. And then she made that out. <laughs> oh, I reckon that's been a dead wolf. Mm. Anyway, bear. Oh. No, it was white, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe a mm. white bear? Maybe a polar bear? Yeah. <laughs> it was a polar bear. Maybe a polar bear. <gasps> the polar bear is gone because of climate change. <gasps> yeah. No, wait, well, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe they're in a temperate region. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um... There used to be a polar ice cap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Japan's really close to the... North Pole. Yeah. Sorry. Um, he was bewitched by a woman with a fleece. Yeah, that'll do it. Cool. Can, can, can we I agree that this was that... Uh, better than Jason and the Argonauts? <laughs> Just a bit. Grudgingly, but, yes. I think that's probably fair. Um, polytheism <laughs> as well. 
polytheism. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of different gods in this. The destruction of worlds to preserve one's own world. Mm-hmm. If you remember, they took the fleece from that kingdom and plunged it into oh, yeah. plague and yeah. famine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, I like it. I think polytheism's the best one so far. Oh, what? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> They're he's, all good, though. He's got to say that. It's true. I won't cook dinner tomorrow. <laughs> or he won't chew your meal and spit it into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. good stuff. Good stuff. Any closing remarks, then? Who are we cast as? Oh, I, call, cast I call the poor god. <laughs> 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 Good stuff. Uh, I think I, personally, clear yeah. your sand. I think Fernando might be Ashitaka. I was no, thinking. No, I think Fernando I would be Lady Epishi. Thank I just, you. I mean, maybe. Nice. I just don't know if you're a ruthless capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we can all agree that Michael's Jigal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I was going to say that actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Um, do I get to be San? Or that's really cool. I think so. Either San You're or my San. Oh, <laughs> guys, you're my Jiggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Romantic. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, maybe you're. Uh, like, you know, we could all be anyone, couldn't we? I want to be the Boar God, though, in the play. Does anyone want to be the Boar God? Yakul, or whatever. Oh, was yeah, Yakul was so nice. He was one of oh. the Can that be characters. my cat, Niles? Yeah, why not? He reminds me of my cat, Niles. He's also unfailingly loyal to me. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's all I've done. <laughs> Nailed it. My God, I can't believe it's 10 to 10. <laughs> yeah, we've been oh, recording for an hour and a half. This will be a long Jeez. one. I guess we've just got so much to say about... Uh, Princess Mononoke. Interesting film. Yeah. There you go. I better play the music because my phone's on 1%. Oh, wow. Otherwise we'll have to keep talking. Wrap it up there. We can never end the meeting. Great film. (laughs) Fantastic (laughs) film. Thank you very much. I was very excited when you picked it. I'm I'm so glad everyone liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. One out of one. Couldn't wait to watch it again. (laughs) One out of one. (laughs) (laughs) The binary scoring system. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three two one Paper. scissors ah oh. ah laura yes. so, i think you had an idea didn't i you? do it's <laughs> another round another round well, there's a film called Another Round. Yes. <laughs> no, Another Round of Rock. Yes, it's a film called. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm getting confused. It's not a film called Rock, Paper, Scissors. It's <laughs> Another Round. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. That's <laughs>